Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Live from our homes, well, Herb and I, Vinny is coming to us live from a pool hall slash the CHGO offices on this <laughs> rainy Monday. Uh, I'm your host, Sean Anderson. Uh, alongside me, the full CHGO White Sox crew, we got Vinny Duber, our CHGO White Sox beat writer. You can follow him at Vinny Duber. Uh, we have Herb Lawrence. Hello. You can follow him at Eknerwall23, our CHGO White Sox community leader. And I'm Sean Anderson, your host. You can follow me at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. You can follow the show at CHGO underscore White Sox. And Steven Nicholas is our producer today. Um, we got a lot to talk about. Uh, again, this team might be 33 games under 500, uh, but they keep giving us topics to talk about. We have Pedro Grafal video on the uh, main topic today. The White Sox sending Oscar Colas down to Triple A Charlotte. We'll talk about that. We'll talk about the right field saga that's been going on for about four years now. Um, and then we'll preview the Royal series that's coming up because we got a doubleheader tomorrow and then uh, a game on Wednesday. So uh, we'll talk out the remaining series and the importance to the tankathon slash draft result results order or the uh, draft lottery order, because uh, the White Sox are kind of closing in, but it really seems clear that if they're either going to be third or fourth, um, the Cardinals have a pretty good cushion behind them, but we'll get to it. We'll talk to you about it a little bit later. But Vinny, you did end up driving to guaranteed rate field today. You talked to Pedro Grafal. The big news is there were, I guess, four roster moves made. Uh, Carlos Perez comes back. Uh, I'm going to forget the pitcher who who's now. Oh, uh, Garcia. Davy Garcia. Davy. Davy. Davey Garcia. Um, so Davey Garcia and Carlos Perez are on the major league roster now. Um, and then uh, Edgar, uh, Eduardo Navarro, Navarro. Um, and Edgar Navarro. Ed, Come Edgar on, Sean. Navarro. Come on, Thank Sean. You. Let's go. I am not going to be able to fill out the Sporkle quiz for the 2023 Chicago White Sox. I'll tell you that that much uh, right now. Um, and then uh, Oscar Colas goes down to Charlotte. So uh, let's start there. Um, is it surprising news? Obviously, we'll have some Pedro Grafol, uh comments on the topic but to you guys was it surprising to see oscar colas getting sent down here on uh, september 11th yeah absolutely because of the date right i mean this is a guy who's been up here again since july 4th and now here he is with just a handful of games left being sent down to the minors and then just a big league level it doesn't really any the exception of the main he a ball player this year. And I think, uh, you know, when you're dealing with a guy who's making mistakes on a regular basis in the field, on the basis, not only 
you know, yeah, we, since we be on the big thing. Yeah, hold on, Vinny. Uh, so we do have uh, fiber internet at our offices, but uh, for some reason, Vinny's absolutely getting <laughs> screwed right now. Uh, you sounded like Mr. Roboto, which was pretty good. Um, Herb, why don't you give your answer and then maybe Vinny will regroup and because uh, it sounded very good for the first part, man, but then you started breaking up there. So Herb, why don't you react and then we'll see if Vinny, uh, Vinny can uh, move away. Yeah, so uh, you, you react here, Herb, and we'll get Vinny uh, situated in a better spot. <laughs> It has to be punishment. It's like, this isn't for embarrassment's sake. I mean, what are there, 11 games left in the season? He must have screwed over, and we saw the play yesterday where he bumps into Elvis Andres. He must have screwed up all the things that they've been teaching him in practice because you don't want to, you know, by him failing Oscar Colas again for the second time this season, it's their failures. The new general manager, Chris Getz, who was the minor league coordinator for the last seven years, it's his failure. It's the people who were here before its failure and Pedro's failure and his coaching staff for not getting the message through to Oscar Colas. And it's Oscar Colas's failure for having a second opportunity this year to prove himself as worthy of being that right field solution for the White Sox for the first time in a long time. And he's throwing it away. We'll hear from Pedro a little later, but from what he's saying, like they've gone hard on him the whole year and that they don't usually do that. You know, teams don't like to, you know, discipline people in the public. You know, they'll say, Hey, I'll talk to the team and get things straightened out, whatever to the media, but they have no qualms about getting the message that paid that uh, Oscar Colas is messing up. So this is definitely punishment for him to go down there for what 11 games in Charlotte and to be seen in this light and to be punished for the second time this year. So, yeah, I mean, it had to be done. I think we might've seen the last games of Oscar Colas in a white Sox uniform for a long time, Sean, because you can't go into next year as the guy who's going to take right field. They have to go and get somebody else. We'll see. I mean, uh, it didn't seem like Pedro was giving up on him like that. But uh, let's go to Pedro Grafal. Uh, the first comments that he made was that Colas is still an impactful player, that he thinks that he's still going to impact the White Sox roster in the future. But here is what he thinks Oscar Colas needs to do. He's just got to go down there and really, really work on those things, work on his plate discipline, work on, you know, um, not chasing as much, um, you know, control the, the strike zone. Um, just concentrate on good at bats and spraying the ball around, you know. And that's just on the offensive side. On the defensive side, there's a there's a lot of cleaning up to do, and um, and then on the base running side, you know, the same. I mean, all the way around. There's there's um, like I said, in, impactful ability um, to help us win here. Uh, so we're going to take advantage of every situation we can uh, can, can take advantage of to to help them in that in that regard, which you know, in long term will help will help us. I'm muted. Uh, so right there, uh, I don't know if it's if it's punishment per se, but uh, needs to clean everything up. And we talked a month ago, uh, Pedro was making comments saying that he needs to turn the volume down, uh, basically that he was playing at too much of a, a high speed. And you hear Pedro talk there about the fundamentals, about, um, you know, cleaning up his plate discipline, cleaning up the defense, uh, cleaning up the base running, like uh, top to bottom. He just needs to be a better baseball player. Um, and I, I don't know about 
the word punishment. You bring up uh, the word punishment earlier. Um, I'm not, I'm not sure about punishment, but I do think that that was probably the, the final straw, uh, almost breaking Elvis Andrews's uh, wrist right there uh, in Detroit uh, on Sunday. It, it seemed just egregious when it happened. Um, and like you said, I mean, like there's been a lot of comments, uh, whether it be turning down the volume um, for a guy that won the opening day starting roster uh, in, in 2023. Um, I mean, they had the banner outside G-rate. Uh, like you see Yohan Mankata taking a nice little big healthy hack. You see Tim Anderson. And then there's Oscar Colas. Dude hasn't even played yet. He's already getting himself a banner. Um, it, there was a lot of expectations. And I mean, we can even go back all the way to November uh, where Rick Hahn, the guy that's not in charge right now, not you know making the decision to send him down to AAA, um, it's obviously Chris Getz uh, now that Han's been fired, but um, I mean, we remember even back in November, Hey there, Vinny, uh, back in November, Rick Han telling uh, everyone that, Hey, Oscar Colas is likely going to be on our opening day roster. Uh, Vinny, if you want to add in uh, some comments here, uh, whether about the surprising nature, we just heard from Pedro uh, talking about what uh, Oscar Colas needs to do, go down there and clean up, even though he's an impactful player. Uh, and we're also just talking about how this guy was seemingly the opening day solution uh you know to start off this year yeah i mean they gave him the everyday job in spring training and they saw what kind of player he was in spring training and you know it it was a question of mine today to pedro which was this guy has won a job he, he beat out not just gavin sheets but theoretically everybody that was competing for an outfield job in in the spring where did these all this issue come from where the guy can't play Major League Baseball, where the guy's making mistakes on a near daily basis? And Pedro basically said, yeah, it didn't surprise us, but we just thought we could clean it up. I mean, I mean, you just talked about the, the comments from Rick Hahn going all the way back to last November. They basically crowned this guy, the everyday right fielder. Um, obviously, they were willing to have a, a competition in the spring, but he did everything supposedly that they wanted to see in the spring. Does that include not being able to field his position? Does that include not being able to communicate with his teammates, screwing up on the bases, overthrowing the cutoff man, uh, you know, waltzing over to some of these balls that are hit to him, dropping a ground ball that's hit to him, I mean, multiple times this year? I mean, this is a guy who really did not look like a Major League Baseball player. And so uh, the first the first thing that comes to your mind is, well, of course they set him down. He, he's not good. He's not able to play the game the way that they want him to play it. But then it's like, well, wait a minute. He got three and a half months worth of big league time this year. You based your offseason basically around this guy being able to be your everyday right fielder. This this failed pretty horribly. And, uh, you know, that that they are now taking the, the measure of sending him down for 11 games. Like, what what's he going to do in 11 games? And, you know, to, uh, you know, I don't know what you're going to play or not from Pedro from what he said today, but people are going to be mad again to hear that, it, the excuse or the, the excuse, the explanation that Pedro is giving is they want to win these games that they've got left on the schedule. They're out of it. They're out of playoff contention. And listen, I'm not trying to say, you know, don't take any pride in your job. You want to win, go ahead and win, but give, give me something, give me an answer that's different than, than, well, you know, it's, it's, it's get, gotten to the point where it's affecting our ability to win a game. It's been affecting your ability to win a game since opening day. Well, and let's go to clip four then, uh, just because uh, you said uh, people were going to be mad that I cut off the clip of, you know, wh why uh, is why now? Um, Herb well, brought up well, the idea actually, of punishment. They'll actually be happy because I think that uh, playing the clip is probably what's going to make them irritated. I mean, I, I didn't hate it. I mean, this is honestly the, the presser that I thought Pedro showed the, the most 
life or personality. Um, but he just said, you know, even though we're 33 games under 500, we, 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 this isn't a place for, uh, I forget the, the, the exact word that he used. Um, let's go to clip four. Maybe he uses it here. Uh, but we're, we're basically hearing, um, about what they're going to try to do this off season for Colos, um, and expectations for 2024 for Colos. And then Vinny's going to ask him an important question. You know, we'll talk to him again and, and give him a plan for the offseason. Hopefully he, accept, he accepts an assignment to go to, to go to winter ball. I think it's extremely important for him to play winter ball uh, and then get ready for spring training and try to win a job. He, he won a job in spring training. Uh, when did all these fundamental issues kind of pop up? Was that a surprise to you guys once the it season wasn't started? A, it wasn't a surprise. These are things that we thought that we can continue to you know, work on up here and, and adjustments would, would be made. Um, he went down, sent him down. He made some of those adjustments in AAA, came back up here. And, you know, um, sometimes you can see adjustments. Sometimes you, you know, you couldn't. Um, some of the mistakes kept reoccurring. Um, you know, again, this has nothing to do with tools. This is, this is sharpening his, um, his toolbox to be able to come up here and play consistent baseball detailed baseball fundamentally sound baseball and be a part of this moving forward i love a, a sharp toolbox i mean it's it's always important to have your your toolbox as sharp as possible um but uh i i think that the so the idea that he wasn't making the proper adjustments I think that there possibly was a cockiness issue here with Oscar Colas. Herb brought up the idea with punishment. Um, I was looking around just in our old media, just trying to find out, like, what were people saying from spring training? And you had a, a clip a short from day seven, um, and it was very fitting because you ended up with uh, an Aloy ho uh, Jimenez home run. He said, uh, I'll, see, I'll see you in Chicago. And he hasn't had, hit any home runs this year, which has been great. Um, the second thing was Gavin Sheets has been working very hard on his defense, and he's going to be fighting for the right field job. And the first thing was about how confident Oscar Colas was meeting you guys on the first day of spring training. You said his confidence was familiar to Aloy and Luis. Um, and he said that his defense was excellent. Um, and of course he spent enough time in the minor leagues. Um, we hyped up the Japan experience and we have uh, a clip from Pedro here. Um, I'm gonna play one more clip. This is gonna be the last of the clips and then we'll get to Vinny and Herb's thoughts and I'll, I'll shut up for a bit here. Um, but I, I thought this was the final clip that I thought was interesting. Uh, Bruce Levine asked the question, but it's about the uh, experience in Japan for Colas. And that's clip two. I'm sorry if I'm throwing you off here. Is it a fair question to ask uh, how a guy gets to age 26? Uh, experience in Japan and uh, still has so much work to do to be a uh, major league player. You know what? I think it, I think it is a fair question to ask, and my answer to that is that you know I, I don't know. I don't know the you know what he did in Japan, um, the instruction in Japan. I don't know what he did prior to that. Um, um, I know what uh, what we saw here, and I know the work that was put in. And fundamentally, he still he still needs a lot of work. Um, and you know, this is the big leagues. I mean, we can make mistakes here, and uh, and I'm okay with that. Um, but we got to eliminate the amount of mistakes that we make um, on a daily basis. And um, if if you can't eliminate that here, then you have to you have to go down there and work on them down there. And that's. And that's where we're at. But again, this is not uh, this is this is not attacking the tools or anything like that. The tools are impactful tools that can help us. 
Um, that's why we are making, or we've made this decision to to send him down there and talk with our our coaches in AAA, and you know, hopefully he uh, he goes and plays winter ball and continues to develop his his you know the fundamentals on the field. Uh, it's not about getting stronger. It's not about uh, get, you know his arm getting stronger. It's about just the details of the game that we need to continue to attack. What do we make of the the consistent errors, the consistent mistakes, the the building of mistakes, and and, and the clips we played here? I mean, he he said that this player still needs a lot of fundamental work. Then, I mean, he didn't forget all the fundamentals from the spring. He obviously needed a lot of fundamental work then, right? I mean, that would be my conclusion. I could be wrong. Maybe he did play a lot differently in the spring than he did throughout the season. But you had the entirety of spring training and now three and a half months of Major League Baseball, and you're saying that he needs a lot of fundamental work. Then why was he on the team? Then why was he the starting right fielder? This, it, it what, what this does is it strikes me, and again, I could be wrong, but it strikes me as the same thing that we saw over the last two years with this team, which was they were supposed to be such an offensive force that it's okay that they weren't the best defensively or that they ended up being one of the worst defensively. It's okay, right? The, they can make mental mistakes, base running errors, that kind of thing, because they're going to hit so many home runs that it, it, it won't matter. They're going to win every game by 10 runs. It doesn't matter if they are, are poor on the defensive end. And then here we've got an, an individual, right? That was the macro. Here's the micro of that, where they said, well, right field will be fine. It's okay. He needs fundamental work. Yeah, sure. But he can learn that over the course of the year. He's going to be hitting so many home runs. It's just going to, and, and throwing out so many guys on the bases that it's going to be, that it's going to be fine. And it obviously wasn't fine for the team in the macro sense. It obviously wasn't fine for the player in the micro sense. Um, and you've basically got at the end of his rookie season, the manager standing there saying he's not, capable of being a major league player at this moment, the way he is. Now I, I, I go ahead and I ask Pedro too, you know, he keeps talking about winter ball and, and all the stuff that they want him to do this off season. And I say, well, can he be ready to be that player that you want him to be come opening day next year, come spring training next year? Can he accomplish everything you want him to accomplish in one off season? And he's like, we'll see. It's up to him. Hopefully he, work, he, hopefully he does it well. Like, well then that to me says that Chris Getz has got to go get a new right fielder this off season. Right. So let's add that to the three starting pitchers and all the bullpen uh, arms and maybe a second baseman and maybe another catcher that he's got to go get as well. That seems to be an awful lot. And granted, Chris Getz was not the general manager who said, Oscar Colas is going to be the opening day right fielder almost a year ago in November. Chris Getz is not the guy who was in charge of putting this roster together for the spring when Oscar Colas won the job. But now Chris Getz is the guy who has the task and an unenviable one, I might add, of adding so many players to try to make this team competitive next year. Because right now it is going to take, per Pedro's own explanation, a gargantuan effort on Oscar Colas's part to become the major league caliber player who plays the fundamental baseball that he and Chris Getz want to see everybody on this team playing by the time spring training rolls around uh, next year. Yeah, that's like you said, Vinny. I think they're going to be having to go out and pay one of these right fielders who are out in the free agent market this offseason because you can't. And I said before, Vinny, that this seems to me as punishment because the still lack of games left. What are you going to learn in 11 games? Like, if you had, like, a half a season, I'll get you there. But 11 games to me seems like, hey, this dude is being so disruptive or not listening to what we're saying 
that we he's got to go down there and we got to do this for the second time this year. Like you got to go and get a veteran out there that is of the culture that Pedro wants to build because trust me, I don't believe in Pedro right now. His his words are coming off hollow. He says one thing and then the other thing happens a couple days later, goes back on his word. Like those type of things are making me have no faith in the man, but he's going to be here for the most part. They said it. So is there, if they're here, let's go with Pedro's way. So, you know, let's get the players that he wants here. Those type of energy players, uh, the, the, not the David Eckstein's of the world, because that's Jerry's. Come on. Get some type of player that Pedro likes. If you got to go and do the garbage Royal thing, do it. I don't know because I know this is going to be bad no matter what. So I might as well go along with what this bad plan they're going to have. As Vinny said, the laundry, I mean, the grocery list is long for any general manager who was a veteran, let alone a guy who's never done the job before. That's gargantuan. I cannot believe we're in this situation right now. But I, I mean, whatever, everything that goes wrong, everything that can go wrong is going wrong with the White Sox. This is unbelievable. Another thing going wrong. There's no bottom here. Like, we have another person we got to add to the list because Oscar Polas, I don't think he's going to play maybe not at all or ever again for the White Sox. He's been sent down twice because you don't, they, you don't like to do this, Sean. Like, when's the last guy that was a big-time prospect that's been down? They let Roy have his struggles. They let Luis have his struggles. They were signed to big-time deals. They let Andrew Vaughn have his struggles. And this guy, he's not listening and they've reached their boiling point with him, and he's—I don't think he's going to be back for a long time. Well, I, I don't—I think I don't think he's back if he doesn't go to winter ball. I mean, it, it's very clear that I mean there was two different clips where Pedro Grafal is saying, "I hope he accepts uh, a, an invitation to winter ball." If he does not go and play, I don't think he's going to have the the at least the you know what's it called the the hand of the manager. I don't think Pedro's going to want to put him in right field. He said it's going to be a competition, um, and that's the thing. I mean. You say that they're you want them to go spend in right field. It's just not going to happen. I mean, come on. I mean, Rick Hahn and Kenny Williams were children of Jerry Reinsdorf, and they couldn't shake money out of that tree. There was no way that they're going to go out and sign a right fielder for 2024. It's going to be Oscar Colas. It's going to be Gavin Sheets. Mm. And then dust off your favorite 34-year-old right fielder to come on, come on down. Um, let's put up the stats uh, for right field since uh, 2020, Stephen. Uh, all right, let's see how good this has been. Because it's been a clear hole since, I mean, even before 2020. But we'll just start with 2020. Uh, who is the opening day uh, right fielder for the 2020 White Sox? Nomar Mazzara. Yes. Didn't start the first game. Didn't start the first game. Larry Garcia. The first game. Nope. John Jay. Nope. Oh boy. Yep. This is quite the quiz. He started the first three games. No more Mazzara didn't start a, ga- ga- oh, uh, a game until the 11th um, uh, oh, game of the season. Nick Williams? Nope. That was the next. That's 2021. I mean, no. Um. Take your oh time. Boy. Mm-hmm. I'm never yeah. going to get this. <laughs> it's not. I mean, I mean I they mean, traded is, for Noah oh. Mazzara. They, they did. Nicky Delmonico. Nicky Delmonico. Nicky Delmonico started the oh, first three games for the Chicago it. White Sox oh my God. Uh, in, in 2020. So, I, again, I, I just just a little bit here. Okay, so let's look at 2020. Uh, Nicky Delmonico and Noah Mazzara started the most games in right field. Uh, they were tied for 17th in F-War uh, at .8. They had 80 weighted runs created plus, 24th 
in major leagues. Uh, you think, oh, it can't get worse than that. No more Mazzara. I remember that was such a bad, bad trade. They traded, uh, oh, only Steel Walker. Okay, so it really didn't bite them uh, that much because they didn't really put that much into right field. Uh, right field was so bad, right? Oh, how did it get worse? They spent $7 million. Oh, yeah, on Adam Eaton. Uh, 0.3 F4, 26th in major leagues, uh, 96 weighted runs created plus uh, at 20th. Thank you to Brian Goodwin. Thank you to Nick Williams, uh, right? I mean, those were the reasons why they won 93 games was because right field, they were able to find some uh, scrap heap uh, to be able to throw in when Adam uh, uh, Eaton didn't work. Uh, then 2022, uh, it was AJ Pollock that was acquired for the uh, hefty, hefty price of Craig Kimbrell. Uh, and what did he do? Oh, yeah, nothing. Uh, negative 0.7 F war, uh, which was 30th in Major League Baseball. Also, uh, if I remember correctly, uh, he didn't even play that much in right field. Hardly at all. Yeah, AJ I think he was their opening day right fielder, and like then he just moved to left for the rest of the year, basically. 70, yeah, 77 games in left field. Uh, Evan Gavin Sheets was their right fielder in 2022 for the most games. This uh, is it's 78. Uh, it is. Uh, 96 uh, weighted runs created plus, tied for 17th. And then this year, negative 2.6 F4, 30th in the majors. There's not a team with a position F4 in right field below one. And they are at negative two and a half, basically. Worst in baseball, 56 weighted runs created plus, uh, worst in baseball. Uh, they haven't gone out and spent after any of these years. What is giving you faith that they're going to spend now? Again, my whole big thing with Chris Getz is he's getting this job, he's inexperienced, and he is getting this just gift from Jerry Reinsdorf. The last thing that I think that he's going to get from Jerry Reinsdorf after he gets this gift of a job is more money. There's no way. And I mean, I the only the only way, and I think Herb's going to agree with me here, is that you look at the cupboard and realize that there's nothing in there either, and that you have to field the team um, because there you've hasn't got your, been anything in the cupboard. Sean, the managers of those teams weren't constantly telling you how much Nomar Mazzara couldn't play baseball, how much Adam Eaton was unable to do his job, even though they DFA'd him after just what two months. Um, they weren't sitting there. They they applauded every effort of Andrew Vaughn and Gavin Sheets to play those positions, even though they were out, they were playing out of position. Uh, the manager of this team has told you on a daily basis that Oscar Colas is not fundamentally capable of playing major league baseball right now, which is why he, and don't remember, or don't forget, I should say, Pedro Gafal didn't send him down to the minor leagues today. Chris Getz did. And so, you know, I, I understand what you're saying and I brought it up. Hey, they've got so much to do. They might not just not be able to address every single one of those holes, right? You've only got so many fingers that you can plug in the, in the, in the leak and, in the leak and ship. You might not be able to get to that one, but if you've got the, you've got the front office making a big statement today in sending Colas down to the minors, and you've got the manager of the team who has made months worth of statements telling you why this guy cannot be the guy. If you think they're going to go up, go out and sign some, what, to use your words, 34-year-old guy to to uh, the minimum contract just to play innings. That, to me, seems more realistic than Colas right now getting getting this job for the second year in a row because they just watched him for three and a half months and couldn't believe what they saw to the point of sending him down with three weeks left in the season. I'm not trying to advocate for Oscar Colas to be the starting right fielder in 2024. I'm just saying that Pedro Grafol said that there will be a competition in 2024. Um, I just think that that competition will include Oscar Colas. I think it will include Gavin Sheets, and I think it will include, you know, Whit Merrifield, if we want to go with uh, whoever uh, Lee uh, Lee Greer is saying in the chat. I, I can never read things backwards. Uh, Herb, jump in. Yeah, I 
it's just hard for me to believe that they're going to really do this. Like they're going to be going into next year with a competition. I think you just said that. So, you know, even if they get a free agent guys like, yeah, there's, we're still competition. We always are about competition in spring training. I think they're probably going to wipe their hands. I mean, how do you do this? It's an indictment on your teachings, Pedro Grafal. It's an indictment also on Chris Getz and the minor league staff. So how do you say, okay, we want to do it for another time, a third time's the charm type of thing, and hope the guy gets it down in the minor leagues the 11 games and then goes to a preferred winter league team, which he's probably, you know, if he's all cocky and arrogant and talking all the smack, he probably wants to chill out, have some time off, kick it in the offseason, not go to winter ball. You know, have a good have a good offseason after his first full major league season. But it seems like they want him to go to the winter ball so they can control his workouts, make sure that he's doing the things that they want him to do and get some eyes on him. As we turn with uh, Chris Getz, they're going to try to have people, you know, call him on the phone. Hey, you doing those workouts? Going down there, flying down to where he's at. Hey, you on your stuff? You doing your stuff? Hey, let's. You're doing your stadiums. Let's go. Let's let's not forget Herb. He was one of the guys that worked out with this major league coaching staff during the winter. The, yep. You know, it was it was uh, down in Miami. I would assume where it was Romy Gonzalez and Oscar Colas and the <laughs> with these guys. I, I mean, I'm not bringing exactly. it up as a joke. I mean, that's no. a thing that happened. And so, even after that, even after a whole spring, they gave him the job. They gave him the everyday job. They knew what kind of player he was when they gave him the job. And so that's why I feel like. It's a result of the the front office looking at this and saying, and, and it's a front office, of course, that isn't employed at, with this team anymore, the, the, the top two guys in it at least, looking at it and saying, this is the guy we've invested in. This is the guy who, who has this supposedly immense talent, and he's a guy who we've heard is an advanced prospect. Remember, this guy's 26 years old, as Bruce brought up there, and you've got the manager of the team saying at the end of the year, I don't know how that happened, you know, that he goes, he's a 26-year-old that played in Japan and he can't do these things. Like, this is a pretty serious indictment from this manager. It has been, obviously, for months. That's You know, people realize they're saying it in the comments. Boy, Pedro sure said a lot of bad things about the, the game that, that Oscar Colas was playing. It's a pretty serious indictment of a guy that they both that they believed in enough that they were talking about him at the beginning of last offseason as the guy. They gave him the job anyway, probably because what's your alternative, right? But I mean, it's it's very clearly now an item on the to-do list. And if that item ends with, well, hopefully Oscar Colas got better this winter. I don't think you're going to have a lot of believers until uh, and that might even include this coaching staff until he goes out there and actually shows that a, a winter ball or, a, or an off season of hard work actually made any difference. Yeah. And then the final thing I wanted to add here was uh, from Sox Twitter Cohen. Uh, and if you want to flash this, you can follow Sox uh, Twitter Cohen at Sox Twitter, but Twitter uh, is with a three for an E. I think that's the best way I could describe it. Um, flat, you got the outs above average graphics, Stephen. Um, the most damning part though is, and this is what, uh, Sox Twitter Cohen writes uh, the most damning part of the season for Colossus was that he didn't even provide a boost defensively over Kevin Sheets, uh, which would have been a slam dunk. Uh, and you could see there uh, just uh, outside of Luis Robert Jr. No one is a, a, a good defender. And again, we've we're harping on this. Uh, you know, heading into the 2022 season, heading into the 2023 season. We thought it was of importance to Pedro Griffel, uh defense for this team. Um, and outside of Luis Robert Jr., who already has a, uh, or should have had a gold glove, or has a gold glove. Um, 
everyone's at zero. <laughs> no one sticks out. Uh, Sheets is at a zero outs above average. Colas is at an outs above average of zero. Uh, you know, uh, Clint Frazier, Romy Gonzalez, Zach Remillard, they're at negative two. Um, just, just ugly to see uh, what Colas wasn't able to do. And again, you know, they talk about the tools. Um, he has speed. He has the arm. He has uh, power. It's just all about cleaning that up. Um, and again, it is shocking that this player is 26 years old, just does not have it figured out um, yet. And I, I think it is just a, a mentality thing where, you know, my shit doesn't stink. And, you know, I've spent too much time in the the minor leagues. I'm, you know, Cuban Otani, and it just doesn't work out. And he's, you know, well, it's, I, stick, I it's sticking Elvis Andrews. I don't think I don't think that the things that he's he's said, at least to us, have revealed that sort of mindset. And so mm-hmm. I, I would be cautious to to put that on the guy. I think he's a guy who, um, at least in from what I've seen, very much follows around the guys that you expect. He's talked greatly about the, you know, if you want to use the word mentorship or leadership that he's gotten from Luis Robert Jr. Um, you know, and it, it hasn't seemed like a guy who is having those sorts of issues, at least in the words that he said to us. If anything, it's the opposite, right? And it's uh, Pedro talking about nerves and anxiety coming up and, and maybe the, the lights being a little bit too bright for him at the major league level. Um, those are the words that we've heard. You know, I can't speak to every single uh, action that happens behind closed doors, but I, I would say that it's just, uh, you know, you, you show that defensive, those defensive stats, it's 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 glaring in, in my opinion. I mean, what was the thing that they went out to do this last offseason? solve some defensive problems. Where were the only places they addressed that? In the outfield, supposedly, with Andrew Benintendi and with Oscar Colas. What you're showing there is that neither of those guys have made a very big defensive impact at all. And Colas, the guy who was supposed to be part of that defensive upgrade, at least anecdotally, from you know from what you watch, has been a huge detriment with the errors that he's making and the mistakes that he's making out there. So um, it, it's, 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 again, there's another thing that goes on Chris Getz's to-do list for the offseason. Defensive improvement, not just in the outfield, but everywhere, that's one of those general needs that goes with all the other positional needs that he's already got. Is this more on the player or is this more on the organization and coaching staff? I'll, I'll leave that as their final question. We'll take an ad break, and then we'll talk a little bit about the Royals, White Sox, and tanking. Before I uh, answer that, Sean, um, can't believe you didn't take that layup right there you had andrew benatendi with negative what 11 above average and didn't you nothing, see his didn't you see nothing? his eyes go up didn't you see his eyebrows go up when i brought up benatendi <laughs> yeah. it was there it was there it was, there. It was subtle it was subtle you had it. it was there he he did it he he did he 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 you know what he did is that he waited for everybody to leave the playground and then he put it just popped it in there right away he just didn't want people to see it this yeah time. right i mean i can dunk i just not everyone needs to see it every day um uh, Lee Greer, I mean, kind of did it for me. How much did we give Benintendi again? One year, three million. Oh, right, seven or uh, five for seventy-five million dollars. I love that Jerry Reinsdorf uh, has, you know, uh, issues with spending ten years on, on a, a pitcher. Uh, you know, they're not going to sign Shohei Otani, but they actually can't play a, a pay a player who is confident swinging a bat and hasn't been confident swinging a bat for five years. I'm um, sorry, and I think it was fair that Vinny stepped in and said that because again, I'm not in the clubhouse. Vinny is, so he knows more about Oscar Colas and his demeanor than I do. It's on the organization, if we're choosing between who's to blame more, they signed this guy and understand the player he was. He didn't all of a sudden become a brash know-it-all who you know is not listening to coaching in the major leagues. He was doing that throughout. Like he probably they probably got intel from Cuba, Japan. 
And then when he was in their system that, you know, this guy is this way, you know, he's not, you know, listening to too much of our stuff, but he's got immense talent. You saw the talent last year. It showed out like he was looking to get called up last year. As Vinny said, they talked him up big time and the stats were also there for Oscar Colas. And I thought, you know, they should have had him make him do some like ass kickingly great stuff in 2023 in AAA to make them call him up, but get a guy as the 34 year old guy actually makes sense now, Sean, like it's getting a guy that's kind of a, a placeholder. If you think that Oscar Colas is the future back in 2022, that's what you would have did if I was them and make him make you put him in the major leagues, not the other way around would seem like a rush job because that was his first full year playing in the minor league system in the major leagues. I mean, in the major league organization. So they rushed him up here. Development, of course, wasn't done. He didn't just lose all the development they had up to that point and then lost it all when he got to the majors and then got sit down and then regained it all and then got sent back down. Like, he was always this player. And it's on them to not over, like pick somebody over him and have an actual meritocracy in right field where he's not going against Gavin Sheets. You know, have a real right fielder, and if he beats him out, cool, I'm in. But he didn't even beat, I mean, he beat Gavin Sheets out. Who cares? Gavin Sheets is a not a good Major League Baseball player. He's a 4A player. So it's all on the organization who thought this guy could be a good Major League Baseball player this year with all the pressure that came with the right field situation with the White Sox. Yeah, I mean, I, I don't think that there's really any other answer than that it's the organization right now. I mean, it'd be one thing if this was the Adam Eaton situation or the Nomar Mazar situation, a guy who has had success at the major league level, they decided to, to pay for that past success. And then, oops, it didn't repeat itself, right? That is not, that is not all their fault. That is the player not performing, right? This is certainly the player not performing. And so he deserves plenty of blame as well, but this is them looking at the results of, minor league baseball and saying, that's our guy. That's our everyday right fielder next year. And it did not work. Um, And, you know, they, like I said, they knew who this guy was in the spring. Pedro Grafol and this coaching staff saw who this guy was in the spring. And maybe it wasn't up to them because again, like I said, who are they going to advocate for besides this guy? Um, But they knew who this guy was in the spring. And then they let him play three and a half months of major league baseball this year with not being ready to play. Major League Baseball really at all because of the amount of mistakes that he was making and the frequency with which he was making them. Absolutely. And I got some more, uh, but we got to take a break because it's worth 38 minutes into this topic. Woof. All right. Um, <laughs> let's let you know about our friends over at Ray Chevy. Uh, our guy Adam Hogue was just up there for uh, the Ray CDJR uh, grand reopening uh, this weekend. But if you are in the market for a new or used Chevy, or newer used vehicle, uh, if you are, then we have some great news for you because Ray Chevy and Fox Lake have just joined the CHGO team. Uh, and when we were uh, up there, uh, when we first launched with Ray, when Adam was up there, uh, you know, uh, he learned about the Ray price promise. And it's a guarantee that the price you see online is the price you pay uh, when you go into the dealership. And they found that in many cases, the uh, dealers will raise the price on you when you come into the dealership saying uh, things like, are you a recent college grad? Are you active in the military? Are you a farmer? And in most cases, the answers will be no. And that's when other dealers will raise the price on you, saying the price online included limited rebates that you do not qualify for. 
Well, at Ray, that's not the case. The price you see online is the price you pay with no add-ons to the price ever. And in fact, Ray will do everything possible to find additional savings for which you may make which which may make the price lower than you see online. As one of the top selling dealers in the Midwest, you'll always be able to shop one of the Chicagoland's largest inventories and save big at Ray Chevy because they have now over 100 Chevy Trax models available starting at $21,495. And now through September 30th, all buyers can qualify for 0% financing, make zero payments until 2024, plus put no money down, and best of all, pay zero hidden fees with the Ray Price Promise. Visit Ray Chevrolet in Fox Lake or RayChevrolet.com, serving the community since 1963. Find new roads. Also, I want to let you know about our friends over at Game Time. Our guy Cody uh, was heading out to Denver, uh, and hey, the Cubs called up uh, top prospect Pete Crow Armstrong, so now he's probably rushing to his phone, going to Game Time. Uh, he didn't have plans, I think, to go to the Rockies games, but hey, you know, he's got the Game Time app on his phone, and now he's not worrying because he's going to get into uh, that game the fastest and easiest way uh, with our friends over at Game Time. It's the fastest and easiest way to buy tickets to all the sports, music, comedy, and theater near you with killer last-minute deals all in prices, views from your seats, and their best price guarantee. Game time takes the guesswork out of buying tickets. Don't worry, because you can just uh, go to game time. Game time guarantee means you'll always get the best price. If you find tickets in the same section in a row for less, game time will credit you 110% of the difference. And Herb got the game time guarantee down in Atlanta and was credited his money uh, within 12 minutes. Uh, they have super fast customer support um, and they will always be taking care of you. So take the guesswork out of buying tickets with game time. Download the game time app, create an account and use code CHGO for $20 off your first purchase. Terms apply. Again, create an account and redeem code CHGO for $20 off. Download game time today. Last minute tickets, lowest price guaranteed. That's code CHGO for $20 off the, uh, using the game time app. Um, all right. So today, this game got canceled. A rain delay. I'm going to play two tomorrow. Uh, first game is starting at 340, right? That is correct. 340, first pitch for game one on Tuesday. Game two will be about a half hour after it ends, though not before 640. So given that pitch clock, I would probably expect 340 and 640. But we'll okay. see how that goes. And I am assuming Dylan Cease will still be starting uh, game Dylan one. Cease, Dylan Cease game one, Tuki Toussaint game two. All right, and then Brady Singer game one for the Royales, Jordan Lyles for uh, the Royales in uh, game two. So uh, we'll have a post game for you tomorrow. Uh, let's go to the chat first because we'll go to the tank stuff and then we'll preview the games coming up. Uh, Vince says, great show, guys. Thanks, Vince. Uh, one of my friends said the Sox aren't eligible for a top five pick. That's not true, is it? I know the rules have changed a bit. So the White Sox will get a top five pick, uh, or I don't know if they'll get a, if they're guaranteed to get a top five pick, but if they get a top 10 pick this year, next year, the even if they have the worst record in Major League Baseball, uh, with the amount of money that they spend uh, in the 2025 draft, the highest pick that they can have if they get a top 10 pick this year uh, will be 10. So they are capped next year for the position that they can be in at the MLB draft. So um, they're not in trouble this year. They're fine for the 2024 draft. They have no restrictions because they just picked 17th, right? 15th um, in this last draft, taking Jacob Gonzalez out of Ole Miss. Um, so there, there is no cap here. So uh, let's go to the Tankathon standings that I sent to you, uh, Stephen. Uh, no fun, uh, goofy uh, tank uh, graphic because we're on StreamYard. So sorry about that, folks. Um, but right now, here are the four teams that are most important. They're the teams that are 
and have been eliminated from playoff contention. Uh, the Cardinals are about 19 games back. So they still got like about an eight game cushion, maybe seven game cushion from the Sox uh, in that fourth to fifth place. Someone said, you know, just have to tank for the number one overall pick. That's not really possible <laughs> with the White Sox. I guess they haven't been eliminated from number one pick standings, but the Royals are in quote unquote first place. Uh, they're 44 and 100. Uh, the A's are second. They're 44 and 99. So they're half game back of the Royals from having uh, the top lottery slot or the highest odds to get the number one overall pick. The Rockies are at third at 51 and 91. They're eight games back. And the White Sox are 55 and 88, uh, 11 and a half games back, but they're welcoming in the Kansas city Royals. And we saw the Royals uh, handle the white Sox fairly well uh, as of late. So, I mean, you can increase your odds. You want to get top three. Um, I mean, do we think that the Royals might have an edge here? Cause they're trying to get to at least 50 wins this year. And the white Sox are one of the last easy teams on the schedule. I mean, we haven't seen a ton of fight from the white Sox, but I mean, Pedro Grafal said that, Hey, we want to win games. This isn't a place for development. <laughs> Oscar Colas going down to Charlotte. Uh, so, I mean, what do we expect out of this? matchup between two of the MLB's worst. I expect the Royals to give the White Sox all they can handle all the time. It doesn't matter whether the White Sox are good or bad. The Royals and their record doesn't matter either. This year, five and five. These last games, three games will decide this season series. Again, where the White Sox have lost, what, the last two season series versus the Royals? No matter success or failure. 2021 success. 2022 failure. But still, the Royals are consistently in the White Sox. So, yeah, the, the White Sox can get down to a lower level and secure that three. The Colorado Rockies have something to play for right now. They have the Cubs hosting a PCA and maybe his Major League be debut. That's a big-time thing for those players. Like, we got a little bit more juice in our step because that, that place is going to be filled with Cub fans out there looking for the team to continue on their successful uh, ride. So, I think the White Sox maybe have an inside track for that three because we've seen how badly they've played since the trade deadline this whole year. Nothing. There's no bottom, Sean. There's no bottom, Vinny. Uh, you guys know how I feel on the Tankathon uh, <laughs> topic here uh, when it comes to Major League Baseball. It's They're all lottery tickets, guys. They're All of these are lottery tickets. And sure, you'd rather have the number one lottery picket than, or lottery ticket, excuse me, than uh, all the other 29. But Let's be honest. Who are they playing for? What are they playing for? If you get the number one pick, congratulations. You have the number one pick. The White Sox are still going to have a very high draft pick. They should get themselves a very good player, but that all depends on how the cookie crumbles, right? I mean, they had a top five pick. Nick Madrigal, they did not even part of the organization anymore. Oof. Andrew Vaughn, you know, it, it, they still think the world of, but he's taking a, a, a while to become that player here at the major league level. Um, you know, it, how many times do we have to bring up where Mike Trout was drafted? How many times do we have to bring up the number of teams that passed on Mike Trout? Uh, you cannot grade a draft until 10 years down the road, uh, let alone grade, you know, how good it was that teams angled for a certain player. Um, it just doesn't work that way in baseball. So uh, when it comes to playing for something, I truly believe, and, and uh, you're going to laugh at me because I'm going to sound like Pedro, but my point is I, be I believe that these guys, that Pedro and these players – and even the team would rather go out and win a game and try to win a game than they would think about, oh, what if we get the one number one pick versus the number two pick? Um, it just, I, it's just not how baseball works out. And so that's why that's that's my thoughts on that.
if I have to choose whether Dylan Cease goes out and pitches a complete game shutout or, hey, I, I take, you know, seven innings of uh, light work, uh, you know, that or, you know, lose three and move up in the tankathon standings. I'll take a, a win from Dylan Cease. Like I, I'd rather see wins from these guys on the actual roster. Uh, we know that uh, Andrew Vaughn likes to hit against Jordan Lyles. So, Hey, go eat, you know, go hit a double, go hit a Homer, you know, uh, ha have a nice day for yourself. Um, I'd rather see wins on the field. Um, Cause you're right. You know, the, the way that the whole draft works out too. I mean, you can go back to when the pirates selected Henry Davis one half the reason they took Henry Davis was because he was cheaper to sign. So, I mean, could you imagine winning the lottery and then just taking a lower payout? Cause you just like, I don't, because you're the pirates. Like, I, I don't know. I, I usually you go after the best player, but uh, best player and slot and draft strategy usually never align. It's not like the NBA uh, draft where you're just going to get, you know, LeBron James. It's not going to be like the NHL draft where you're going to get Connor Bedard. Um, it, it's just not or, or you, you, it's not like the NFL where we can get Caleb Williams. Like there's just not that type of game changer unless you're getting a Strasburg or a uh, Paul uh, Skeens level arm. And Hey, we see how those guys are, are dealing with arm issues right now. Um, you know, they could burn out very quickly. So uh, I, I, I would rather see the 2023 White Sox succeed and, you know, them be a fourth for the draft lottery than you know, be number one or have a top three chance. Well, and to the whole thing, the whole reason we think about that, that whole tanking idea to get the top pick, it's so next year can be better, right? It's it's like, hey, if you're an NBA team, hey, if you're an NFL team, yeah, maybe it's better for your chances in the immediate to lose these games than it is to win them. Because guess what? Next year, you add that guy and woo, you're going to you could be a playoff team next year. Baseball. You're playing for you're you're, you're going to tank a few games in 2023, so your chances of winning are better in 2029. Like when the guy finally comes up to the big leagues, and you have no idea what your roster even looks like at that point. Like you're not playing, you're not you're not you're not quote unquote tanking for the immediate benefit. You're tanking for the hope that the guy that you draft next year will be any good and be any good four years from now. Yeah. Or, hey, I mean, if he's Andrew Vaughn, you could just start playing him tomorrow. Uh, Mike Leak didn't waste any time. He just became a major leaguer. They're good enough. You never know. Uh, the White Sox would love a, a ready-made product to, uh, to start joining their team in 2024. Uh, two more things I want to bring up and we can wrap this. Uh, Pedro mentioned Pedro, me and Chris a lot in that, that presser. Um, I thought one thing that was interesting was that he talked about how he wanted uh, skilled, fundamental baseball players. And we heard over the weekend, Chris Katz said they wanted more athletes. Uh, so I know that Herb, you were like, I want to be more of a place of uh, developmental, uh, you know, let's get players with, you know, uh, traits and let's develop them rather than let's get athletes and just hope they work out. Um, what do we make of this? Is that different, uh, you know, uh, language that these two are using? Is this concerning or is it just, uh, you know, a, a, I don't, I don't know. I just thought it was weird that, Chris Getz was like, I want athletes. And then, you know, Pedro saying me and Chris want skilled and, and uh, you know, polished baseball players. I don't know if it's any different, though. I don't think they're two different things. You can have a skilled player that also is a top notch athlete. So well, yeah, it yeah, sounds great. But you, have to, you have to pay 20 million dollars for those players. That, that's the problem. You know, they don't like to do those things. So, yes, those are not uh, uh not the same they can be existing in the same world so yeah get both i i think ultimately chris gets will be making 
roster decisions. Yes, with Pedro's, you know, not blessing, but like his input. But at the end of the day, Chris Getz will be the person that everybody will blame or pat on the butt for saying who he thinks he's going to be in right field or second base or catcher or the three starting pitchers. Like, I think that that will be Chris's and part of his legacy. So I don't think he wants somebody else to influence that, especially a person that is in a lower position than him in the roster hierarchy. So, yeah, he'll have his counsel and he'll take his input. But I don't think Chris Getz is going to be Pedro's guy and just like, you know, parrot everything he wants to have out there. You know, within reason, he wants Pedro to have the people he wants, but also he wants to have a good team. And if he sees a different way than Pedro, I think Chris Getz will get his way to bring in the players that he wants. I mean, I know Chris Getz answered the question about Pedro's future and his staying here this uh, for, for 2024 by talking about continuity and talking about it benefiting the players that they don't have another upheaval at the managerial spot. But also, Jerry said it was Chris Getz's decision on whether Pedro stayed or went, right? So you don't think Chris Getz made that evaluation and said, well, yeah, he's the guy I want. And so of course they're going to be on the same page. Of course they're going to be in lockstep with the way that they want the future of the team to be because Pedro's already made the decision that Pedro that or Chris, excuse me, has already made the decision that Pedro's the guy that he wants running the team. Uh, you know, so it makes total sense that they would be on the same page when it comes to what kind of players they want, what kind of, to use a word that we've beaten to death, culture that they want, what kind of clubhouse they want, what kind of roster that they want. Herb's absolutely right. You don't have to be one or the other. I think people's history, as Herb, you brought up the other day with, you know, uh, the preference the White Sox had for a while there to just draft whatever guy they could find that could wow them at the non-existent combine and then worry about whether they could whether they could play a position later. That history is influencing people's reading of that word. Chris Getz never said, I want athletes and I don't care if they can play baseball. He said, this team needs to get more athletic. Watch the game. They do. You know what I mean? They need to get more everything, basically. Um, And so they need to be more skilled and more fundamental. They also need to be more athletic. So they need to be both of those things. And I don't think it's uh, out of sync in any way to suggest that one guy said we need to get more athletic and the other guy says we need to get more fundamental. They're both right. Thanks for clearing that up. No, that's fair. Uh, you could just see Andrew Vaughn. I mean, it seems like he's got a piano on his back and he's, he's 25 years old. Like, I mean, how is this man so slow? I mean, he, he tries his damn hardest, but he's just so slow. We talk about Michael Kopech not having that stamina of a starter. Uh, you know, just be more athletic, uh, be able to be longer. Uh, no, I, thanks for thanks for clearing that up, guys. Uh, we're going to take one more break uh, and then we'll wrap this thing up we'll put a bow on it want to let you know about our friends over at shady rays uh, it was a sh- you know a shady day today it was a very cloudy day uh hence no baseball but take on the sun when it's out with gear built to last our friends at shady rays have you covered with the warm weather ahead with premium polarized shades at an affordable price shady Rays is an independent sunglasses company that offers a world-class product that's just as good as any expensive pair we've worn they have durable frames and extremely clear optics for outdoor adventures and that's not all shady Rays offers the most insane protection program in all of eyewear every pair of sunglasses backed by lost and broken replacements if you lose or break your pair even on day one until the sale will send you a brand new pair no questions asked you can wear your shady rays with confidence because they have your back long after your purchase and if you don't love your shady rays you can exchange them for a new pair or return them for free within 30 days there's no risk when you shop their team always has your back 
And exclusively for our listeners, Shady Rays is giving out their best deal of the season. Go to ShadyRays.com and use code CHGO for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized shades. Again, go to ShadyRays.com and use code CHGO for 50% off two plus pairs of polarized shades. Try for yourself the shades rated five stars by over 250,000 people excited to have our friends over at fubo tv back they have 140 live channels of sports shows movies and news you can stream live tv from any device i'm gonna be streaming monday night football uh from uh, fubo tv in just a second as i guess that game is underway i also think it's a, a rainstorm in new jersey uh so we'll see that's not fubo's fault and you can watch the most chicago sports for the lowest price you can start watching immediately with a free trial now at fubotv.com chgo there's no contract no cable no hassle just sign up and start watching and my favorite part is the thousand hours of cloud dvr included at no extra charge if you miss a white Sox game maybe you're not recording them nowadays but hey maybe you missed the bears game you could watch that recording maybe you're a cubs fan you could watch that recording uh you know they have marquee i'm just trying to plug all the great things that they have on fubo tv uh and you could check them out at fubotv.com slash chgo watch all your favorite college football and the nfl with fubo go to uh, www.fubotv.com slash chgo uh, to sign up for 50% off your first month of Fubo Pro. Again, fubotv.com slash chgo. Final thing, uh, we are not in studio, but our studio is decked out with uh, gear from our friends over at FOCO. Uh, shout out to them and go show them some love at foco.com. That's F-O-C-O.com or click link in the description below. You can get fit in the best sports gear around with our friends over at FOCO. They have hoodies, shoes, signs, bobbleheads, and everything in between. And since it's football season, uh, you can go get yourself some uh, checkered. What do you mean? It's kind of football season. It's also still baseball season. Okay, I, all right. That's fair. Oh, Jesus. Uh, <laughs> you saw in the flesh, Herb, uh, the gear from FOCO, the, the checkered overalls. So uh, it's football season. You can go get your checkered overalls, the classic football attire. Anyways, uh, go to check, go to foco.com, uh, foco.com, or click the link in the description below for all non presale items. Use the promo code CHGO for 10% off. Okay, uh, I did solve it. Uh, the right fielder for 2024, uh, and beyond, I think. Uh, how long is Luis Robert signed till? 28, right? Okay, so three year deal, three year, okay. Uh, before they got to sign him before uh, January 24th. Uh, cause then he'll still be 34, but Whit Merrifield, come on down. I mean, come on, former Royal three years, just match him up with a uh, Robert and Ben attendee. You're going to get professionalism and Hey guys, two birds, one stone, you know, he could play right field. Yes. But he can also play second base. You're saying that sarcastically, but that would be a good solve for the white Sox, especially because he can hit too, no. but he also, he also is old. And will be very expensive. He's he's Andrew Benatendi too, but he's just he's just right-handed. I mean, he's got a what? A, it's an all-star this year, Sean. Exactly. It's just like Andrew Benatendi was. That doesn't mean anything. I mean, you know, Paul Blackburn I mean, was an, an all-star I mean, in 2022. I mean, none of the other players the White Sox have are, were all-stars this year besides Luis Robert Jr. So that, I don't know what you want me to say. <laughs> that's fair. But, but uh, 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 real quick, but, but uh, an OPS below 100, an on-base percentage below 330, uh, this dude doesn't walk. I mean, he just screams White Sox. He's better than everyone on the White Sox, but hey. He's natural White Sox. I mean, we, already, we know this is going to happen. And I know you guys poo-pooed my Salvi Perez. That's coming to happen, too. They're going to bite the bullet and take the $20 million. Yeah, they're, <laughs> they're, bad at, they're bad at their jobs. 
And so, yes, Whit Merrifield will be our right fielder slash second baseman. Our, and I guarantee in the press conference, they'll say Ben Zobris or some garbage like that. Oh, you don't talk to Big Zobris back when we won the championship. Shut up, Pedro. We're going to turn to the Royals next year, man. That's what we're doing. And yes, Whit Merrifield, five years past his prime, is going to be a White Sox next year. I, it, that's, that's, you know, you, and when he comes here, he's not going to be the guy you remember. He's not going to be the triples guy. It's not going to be the 15 home runs guy. He's going to be a diminished Whit Merrifield. It's going to be Elvis Andres for three years. I'm but just saying. The, this Elvis Andres, not the one that showed up last year. Sean, yes. I can see. I And Herb, too. I can see. I, can, I want to get out in front of this before the offseason starts so we can set some ground rules about, you know, when you bring up a player that you might want or might not want to come to Chicago to play for the White Sox. They are 33 games under 500. Getting better at least a little bit is better than what they have. So they don't have to go out and sign every top 30 war player in the book. They just need players that are better than the players they currently have to increment themselves closer to first place. That would be a step in the right direction, whether you're thrilled about it or not. I know, but we did the exercise. They need like... They need to fill out half the roster. That they do. They need to fill out like thirteen people, and I just know and that they like they gotta do it in the they gotta do it in the worst way possible with, on a budget. Agency. Yeah, on a budget. Yeah, <laughs> the worst way possible. Uh, all right. Well, that's gonna do it. Uh, we'll be back tomorrow to talk more White Sox. We got a doubleheader uh, between the Royals and the Sox. 3.40 is the first game, and then it will start uh, what, 30, per, uh, 30 minutes after the second uh, the first game concludes. Can I do uh, a quick football update real quick? Oh, jeez. I think, I think all of our Bears fans are going to be interested in this, Sean. Just bear with me here. Aaron Rodgers is being helped off the field right now after a big sack. And uh, Bears after dark is at 8 p.m. I'm sure Greg Rags will be talking all about that. All right, I'm glad go. there was a CHGO plug in there because – Interrupting hey, hey, baseball hey. to talk about some guy who plays go the home. Jets. Who gives? Who gives? <laughs> who gives a crap there, Stephen? This I can swear, right? Who gives a yeah. shit? There you go. <laughs> oh, oh rare Vinny swear. I'm glad yeah. I came on for that. Yeah, you know what? You know those are my thoughts on Aaron Rodgers. Does well, he hey. play base? Does he play baseball? Does he play in Chicago? No, he plays for some New York football team. Why are we talking about? There uh, we Len- Leonard Floyd, uh, uh, Bears. Yeah, Bears. Uh, knocked him out. So uh, there we go. We'll, uh, we'll see. I, I I bet on the Jets, so I don't like that. Uh, that's uh, a sailor mouth Vinny Duber. Uh, you can follow him at Vinny Duber. He's our CHGO White Sox beat writer. Uh, that's Herb Lawrence. You can follow him at Actor Wall 23. He's our CHGO White Sox community leader. And I'm Sean Anderson. You can follow me at Sean underscore W underscore Anderson. We appreciate everyone for hanging out with us uh, during this off day slash rain out theater. Make sure you're hitting the thumbs up button and we will talk to you tomorrow. Goodbye.